We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, but today doesn't feel that way. We are divided in more ways than one, and the media and the powers that be all have their own agenda. The people of this great nation no longer care about the truth, they only care about the side they are on. At Poor360, I am trying to change that. We're bringing you the facts and history so we can all learn something and make our own decisions. Tune in every Tuesday to be a part of that journey. What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! Went forward in time to view alternate futures, to see all the possible outcomes of the coming conflict. How many did you see? 14,605. How many did we win? Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Journey Into Comics, the podcast that's dedicated to everything nerd. With your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips, and introducing his new co-host, Tyler McLaughlin. You should have gone for the head. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey Into Comics. It's JIC 290. I am your host, Nate. Today, joining me back, Heath, my big brother, little brother, Barley of the Journey Into Comics Network. <laughs> I'm weird, I know, today, whatever. Fuck Good God, what is that voice? Quarantine has destroyed my mind. I'm slowly slipping into the seventh circle of hell. I understand Jack Torrance on a personal level now. Whoa. All work and no play make Jack a dull boy. You know what I'm saying? Shit's like, ah. getting weird already. It is. How's it going, Ty? Not bad. Uh, I've just been like day drinking and cooking food. So, like, it's what I it's what I do. I guess now. Day drinking and cooking food during this craziness. Uh, I I've been dabbling in some day drinking and. Um, keeping up my normal other lifestyle as most as I typically do. And maybe a little bit, I don't, if, listen, there's not enough smoke in the world for this apocalypse. Like, I'm just not, I'm just being real with you. Like, if this is going into DEFCON level, like 16, yikes. Well, I mean, I think this is, you know, as my brain like shuts down, reboots. All right, here we go. Uh, I mean, realistically where we're at, the the coronavirus pandemic that we're dealing with right now is fundamentally going to change the way that every society on earth functions for the rest of our lifetimes and 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 i mean especially because like ollie ollie and ruby are going to remember this like for sure like uh, ruby is is you know quite a bit younger than ollie but she is going to remember this when she's a teenager, Ollie is going to remember this. You know, Ollie's six. So 10 years from now, when he's when he's a fucking teenager getting ready to drive, he's going to remember hanging out with you during the fucking coronavirus shit. So, like, you know, we talk as a generation all the time about, like, well, we had 9-11 and we had, um, you know... Each the the tsunamis and Fukushima and and Hurricane Katrina and like like there's all this list of like national or national disasters and like terrorist attacks and wars, but like we have we've never had something that has been like on this scale. So positively or on the positive side of things coming out of this, I think it is it's going to change the way that we do business. Um. It's going to change who we do business with. Uh, I think that especially, you know, I, I hope we get through this as fast as we can. But if we don't, even then, I think, you know, things like farmers markets and local butcher shops and, and um, you know, handmade crafts. And it's like, you know, if, if uh, thankfully, the, the good that comes out of this, we elect someone like, uh, a Democrat, not necessarily Bernie Sanders, or, or not even necessarily a Democrat, just somebody who's a little bit more progressive and wants life to be better, legalizes marijuana, so I can set up a little greenhouse right in my backyard and, you know, grow my oh, own, yeah. grow my own sheesh. Like, ah, uh, all ev- about it. Everyone is going to become more self-sufficient from this, 
and everyone is going to have a stronger sense of community and as as much as it is a negative i mean i think we really need we need to grasp and hold on to the positives and 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 keep highlighting those as this continues to get worse and worse well it's really crazy because you know you hit the nail on the head about <clears throat> it bringing us more together because one thing i've kind of noticed is like I don't, and and, may, and and in some regards, listen. I'm gonna, we're gonna touch on the real truth that in some regards, what I'm saying is not true. But I feel like overall, large scale racism has been shrinking during this time even more. Mm-hmm. While there are still some radicals out there that are attacking Asian people, thinking they somehow are the reason the virus exists or whatever well, fucking crazy conspiracies they think. It's just like 9/11. You know, everyone like there was all those attacks on people. Uh, you know, Muslims not a race; it's a religion. So, people who Correct. were of Middle Eastern descent, people who uh, were Indian, um, you know, people of that nature were attacked after nine eleven. So it's it's that all over again, if not worse. Yeah, exa- exactly, and it's uh, it's all built of fear. And you know, t- I don't want to sit today and spend it on the negative side of it. So to spin it back to the positives, you know. You turn, you make lemonade while the sun is still shining, man. You know, you do what you can in these crazy troubling times. And we are quarantined in this house and we are being mindful. And I am the only caretaker of our family that's going out and getting provisions and bringing things back. So no one else could possibly have any contact or have any chance of anything going wrong, you know, and it's, it's hard. It really is. But like the coolest, most beautiful things are happening where like, I'm getting to read comics with Ollie now in a situation where typically it would be very hard for him to sit down and even pay attention long enough. But we're in a situation now where he's got to have a bedtime, locked in schedule, get himself some regulation because you can't just let everything fall to the wayside because the world is falling apart. You have to try to keep some semblance of sanity in this. Exactly. So like, you know, uh, the first couple nights he was here. And we were getting used to the new structure of us all officially living under one roof, you know. Uh, it was hard. And it was like, okay, watch a little TV or something, you know, lay with mom. He was, he, one night, I think it was like night two, he was up till like 1230 and just like essentially refusing to sleep. And it was just like every reason. It was the bed was too warm or cold or this or that, you know. And, and what kids do, kid shit, you know. And I thought about it while I was falling asleep that night once he was finally asleep. And I was like, what's the solution here? And as I just mentioned a minute ago, I was like, fuck, I have 6,000 some odd comics sitting in the exact room he's fucking sleeping in. Right. And a lot of these books that I've collected over the years, I'm not pretending I've read them all. I've tried. Sure. But <laughs> but that's a lot of books, man. That's like video games. You just can't get through them all. Right. So this, this has really afforded me and him the opportunity to read some books. So I just ask him every night, hey, what hero are we reading? And he'll go... You know, the first night it was Poop Man. And I was like, come on, dude. You know, that's not a superhero. And I was like, don't say Superman because I don't really have any Superman books. And then he's like, Superman. And I was like, I literally just said to not say Superman. Like, he's like, okay, Superman. And I was like, no. And then he goes, Hulk. And I was like, oh, my, dude, I've got you. So I go into the annals of the history and I find Tales to Astonish 93. It's a really awesome story because it's Hulk versus Silver Surfer. Yeah. The story is both beautiful and tragic all in the same because it's at a point where Hulk already feels like isolated from society. Everybody's been after him. Thunderbolt Ross is chasing him, you know. The the typical Hulk story that you you go to understand of the monster running away from society. And Silver Surfer's here. He's banished to Earth from Galactus. It's his Galactus's decree that because of the betrayal of Silver Surfer, he would banish him to Earth. So he's stuck there, and he actually wants to help Hulk. He realizes during the story and during their battles that he could fix Bruce Banner and take it out of him, essentially unhulk him permanently. Mm-hmm. And he has Hulk under a trance, and he's working his mind, and he's figuring it out, and he's just getting ready to hit him with a cosmic ray, and Hulk rages out and beats the shit out of him. And then he's like, I'm not helping you anymore, dude. I'm out. Peace. And dips. And it's like a cool little crazy small, you know, it is a it is essentially a key issue because you don't get a lot of Silver Surfer Hulk stories together like that. Right. Um, but it's so awesomely done. Uh, and then you know, 
because Ollie is Ollie. Also, I do want to mention I do some silly voices and stuff when I'm trying to read to give it some layer and depth to make it actually more realistic or whatever. I feel like I do better as Batman because I can, like, get into that deeper voice, you know, type deal or whatever. But, like, it's harder to be like, Hulk angry, Hulk smash. You know, it's like, I don't know, I'm not really good at that shit or whatever. But we then jumped backwards a little bit and did a giant man story versus the Hulk. Uh, Tales to Astonish 60, I think, or Tales to Astonish 59. It's, like, right in that time frame. I'm pretty sure it's 60. Um, and that story is awesome because Hulk has left the Avengers at this point, and he thinks that Giant Man is trying to get him back in the Avengers, and it's kind of sort of true. They need the mind of Bruce Banner, but uh, there's other things at play. There's a mysterious villain, the, the human top, that's kind of pulling the strings of the whole story to try to make something happen. He ultimately is... Is uh, he fails and, and things of that nature, but like there are so many books in this collection that when I go back through, I'm like, oh, I forgot I had this. Fuck this! I bet this is a great story that I've never actually got to read. Like, let's crack it open and 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 look at the you know the bigger picture of Marvel. Some of these really classic stories that are you know either they're Ditko art with Stan or it's Stan and Kirby or whatever. And uh, man, uh, recently though, and this was the one I was most excited to talk to you about, and you got kind of juicy about it before the show, uh, he said he wanted to read Batman, okay? And to me, there's no, I mean, there, there's a lot of history and lineage and old school Batman I could show him, but there's no better storytelling, in my opinion, than the Court of Owls story that Scott Snyder told uh, during the new 52 reboot. So I whipped that bad boy out. I have individual issues. I also have the uh, the trade. So I just brought the trade out. I'm reading it from the trade. It just makes it easier. So I happen to bring out individual issues. And, uh, you know, I've read the story like four times. So this is like my fifth read through. And I'm having a lot of fun doing all the different voices, knowing what's coming. He doesn't know what's coming at every twist and turn. Like, oh, Bruce is just at a meeting and everything's normal. And all of a sudden he's being attacked by this owl. And all he's like, what? Who's attacking him? What's happening? And I show him, and he's like, that guy looks awesome. And I was like, yeah, he does. He looks super awesome, right, dude? So then, like, we just got, we just finished chapter three in the book. So we're right at the the part in the story where Batman gets trapped in the Court of Owls labyrinth. Uh, and it's about to get really weird, and I can't wait because Ollie is going to absolutely love the art. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I've just been trying to take all this crazy negative shit and not focus on it as much. And, sure, you have to look at the reality of it and go... Yes, there are more deaths than all this shit, and the cases are far from over. There's still not a, a, a permanent vaccine or a solution to this problem. Sure, people are getting better, but, like, uh, I'm just trying to find all the good nerdy shit and the cool shit in the world that you can teach a kid in this time to just, like, have something positive for him to remember. Because, yeah, you're right. Ollie's going to come out of this, and in 10 years, he's going to be like, I lived coronavirus, man. I remember being trapped in a house for six months and not being able to leave, aside from going outside and playing. You know, he's, he's going to have that experience or whatever, and I hope it's not that long. I really do hope it's not that long at all, but, like, might as well make it, like, positive fucking memories, dude. Exactly. So, uh, you know, WrestleMania was last night. That was fun to watch. WrestleMania's tonight. We're going to be getting into that as well. Um, what have you guys been doing? I mean, I, I know that we actually, I can say without questioning it have both seen a movie that we didn't plan to see or talk about but we're going to today so that's cool well <clears throat> so so with the um you know the pandemic you know one of our favorite things in the world the 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 movie industry got fucking like decimated and basically destroyed and my you know my good friend andy they andy dietrich texted me a couple weeks ago and he's like hey uh, I just saw Onward with with his son at at the movie theater, and he's like, "Man, it's fucking great! You you should take Ruby to see it." And I was planning on taking Ruby to see it anyway. And that following day, all the theaters closed down. Uh, you know, with Goodrich, they fucking filed Chapter Eleven, and then reopened, and then immediately closed their doors again with the with the the governor the the state order to 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 hunker down. And I was like, "Okay, well, I guess." I guess I'll wait until Blu-ray to take Ruby to see this. And, you know, with the power play, Disney releases it early on Disney+. Plus. I have watched Onward minimum of three times a day since Friday, since it since it released on, on Disney+. Plus. Like, Whoa. a couple, like yesterday we watched it back-to-back -back twice. So watched it, 
watch it again, watch it again, watch it again. Like, that's all that my kid wants to watch. And it's really, you know, I looked at Skylar earlier. I was making lunch, and I was like, we made a little fucking nerd girl because, like, that's all she wants to do is she wants to watch Clone Wars and Star Wars. And it's like, man, like, all the shitty bad stuff that's going on in the world, like, my kid just wants to hang out with me, and it's the, like, it's the most, like, heartwarming, like, make you feel good about yourself feeling in the world. But the movie's incredibly fucking sad. Dude, I was just gonna say, if it, if it's on four times in your house, or is everybody just bawling all the time, like, well, utter tears? Because, like, I was, I was choking it back hardcore, man, like... Ugh, and that I mean, and that's even to say, like reading the fucking Batman story, there was like a specific set of lines just talking about Gotham in relation to like people thinking that things are as worse as they can be or whatever, and it really related and correlated to the time we're living in now, and it like hit me. I was like, oh god, like right in the feels, but like onward is a just. It's fun and funny, and there's a lot of great moments, but when they get you with that, when they fucking wanted to punch you in the feels, they did not for a second hold back well and let's i mean let's start off by saying like hats off to disney and pixar for want for a unique and not like you know this isn't uh one of the typical disney stories where where they have stolen inspiration or, or literally stolen uh like intellectual property from another from another, you know, art or, 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 or just from somewhere else, I guess that's the, the, the easy way to say it, um, and made it their own and made all the money on it. Like, this is an original story with original characters, original takes on, you know, like, established characters through history, and fucking, like, standing ovation to Chris Pratt and... um Man, uh, my brain just shut off. Tom Holland? Tom Holland, thank you. Um, I got you, bro. Spidey and Star-Lord, my dude. Because I fucking, like, throughout the movie, I wanted to, like, walk into the TV and fucking smack the shit out of Tom Holland as Ian Lightfoot. Because they do a real good job of making you not like that character. Yeah, they definitely do. Because he just keeps... It's like you want to root for him, but he just keeps making the dumb decisions, and and his brother Barley also keeps making alternately dumb decisions, but those seem more right, you know. And uh, it, it takes it ta- it's it's so beautifully done because it weaves the idea that magic is real or was real until people stopped believing in it, mm-hmm. and it kind of shows you this like, well, here's what happens if you do, and look at this craziness that could, you know, come to the world, and it recaptures that magic of being a kid, and I think, you know, Ollie was a thousand percent tuned in the whole movie, didn't lose interest for a second, so, you know, no surprise, Ruby is also locked in, I mean, it's very captivating, and they did a fantastic job with the monsters and things of that nature, like how they had character design throughout the entirety, their just the journey, the hero's journey that they put those guys on and to choose a very not listen, not every kid can relate to like not having a dad, but that is something that doesn't get enough spotlights. People who grow up without their fathers. Right. And this movie really says like, sometimes it's not even about that man. Sometimes your father figure is right in front of you doing their best for you even if they're never giving themselves the credit that they're at that level, right? You know, and that just oh, it got me. It's you know, whew, it's just like man, punched you right in the balls and the heart, the heart balls, heart balls. <laughs> that might be the episode title. Heart balls, but no, I, I, I onward I def- a story of heart balls. I definitely really appreciated it because, it, and it's not just like obviously the plot of the story is is uh, Ian. You know, the Lightfoot family grew up without their dad, but it's not just about specifically the dad. It's it's the fact that you don't know, like, your parents not there. And as someone who grew up without parents, like, it's incredibly emotional. They did a very good job of, of, of capturing emotion and, and the right emotions at the right times. 
and fucking Chris Pratt was incredible as Barley. He was funny. Totally. He was emotional. Like when 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 the when the character of Barley is serious in the movie, you feel it because it means something. So hats off yes, to Disney. Absolutely. And I think well, and I think it's because they did such a great job of making you in the beginning of the movie feel that Barley is a little bit of the uh whimsical you don't have to take him seriously type character like oh he's just the he's just the screw up as kind of is a part of the main story of the whole movie is that he is quote unquote just a screw up but then there's really some truth in him and and you find out that you know this amazing uh fountain that he's trying to save in the beginning of the movie has way bigger rep, rep you know um Ramifications, repercussions, ramifications. Thank you. I was trying to put those two words together in my brain, and the <laughs> ramifications. It just it sounded fucking weird. Repercussions. You know what that? <laughs> ramifications. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm so lost. Oh, but uh, no. They, so then, like they they know they did a, such a great job of laying the groundwork brick by brick you know when i saw the trailer for that movie i thought oh that movie has heart i would love to see that i don't know if i'm gonna rush to see it in theaters much you know like you i mean you wanted to go in theaters but then things changed to where you can't right and then i was you know they talked about oh some movies might get released early some movies might have this thing go on blah 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 and disney really stepping up to the plate and going look this is a really dark time right now and Goddamn tell you, the one of the most memorable Disney Pixar movies of all time will forever be onward because of when it was released. Mm -hmm. And it will always be talked about as this like, man, do you remember when we were all in a dark ass place and Disney made us way more fucking sad? Those bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but we loved it. It was a great movie, you know? Right. Like, that's what I'm talking about, man. It was funny, too, because I like in the middle of the movie, I was like, man, Star-Lord and Spidey are doing such a great job. And Ollie just like looked at me like, what? And then I explained it to him. I was like, yeah, like Spider-Man is that voice and Star-Lord is that voice. And then he was like, I can hear it. Whoa. Like he, it was awesome. It was fucking cool, man. So uh, I um, really loved this movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm not, you know, a nerd for Disney Pixar per se. Like I do enjoy a Disney Pixar film most of the time, but never something I'm going to intentionally like rush out to see because usually they do have some emotionally manipulative moments where they're pulling at the heartstrings through your musical cues and things of that nature. But their storytelling is stupendous. I'm a thumbs up five stars. If you have Disney plus and haven't seen onward, get on it. Totally agree. 100% jump on it, jump around it. I don't know if you should jump around it, but it's a, uh, it's, it is a great movie, man. Uh, also I didn't see this in the, End credits, because I think we shut them off right when end credits started, because it was like a couple hours past his bedtime at that point, but it was a Saturday or Friday night, so whatever. But, like, uh, was that John Hamm that voiced their dad? Or that was their dad? Because he looked in his face like John Hamm, like when they had the character model. It just, to me, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm going to look up his John Hamm in, in Onward. Is... Jonathan Ham in Onward. Also, fuck Carol Baskins. Fuck Carol Baskin. It uh, it didn't does not say whether or not he is in the movie. As far as I can see, it doesn't include it in his filmography. So, guess not. Guess my hunch was wrong. Fuck me. Oops. Uh, I will say, Ty and all this craziness, uh, Corona Land 2020 shit's getting canceled and moved left and right. Mm-hmm. And now we are um, officially not getting Black Widow till November. Well, they pushed back the entire phase, so like, yeah, the entire phase has a new release date, which I'm I'm kind of uh, surprised, especially with their loss of revenue. You know, I, I you think about that, and sure, loss of revenue, but also I'm not gonna lie, just hear me out. Honestly, coronavirus and this whole drama might secretly be the best thing for Marvel. Let me explain why I'm saying that. So, you had people who were still on the fringe. Is Black Widow going to be a good movie? Do we want to see it in theaters? Do we care to keep watching the MCU at this point? Because they wrapped the Infinity Saga so well. Do I want to invest in Chapter 2 of this story or not? You know, is, is there going to be a point? 
Mm-hmm. And right when everybody's like, God, there's so many fucking superhero movies. There's all these DC things coming out now. All this shit. All of a sudden, there's a big pause button hit. And now superhero fatigue gets a break. We're now officially going to live the longest chapter in the current era from 2008 till now. That's 12 years mm-hmm. that we've ever had a time where there's not been a Marvel movie released in theaters. The largest span of time since 2008. That's a pretty crazy thing to think about when considering 2020 was the year they were pumping forward with three movies a year at, at, at a breakneck pace. And with the Disney Fox buyout, maybe four movies a year they had even discussed. So... All of this stuff happening right now is, I think, kind of secretly great, too, for Black Widow because now, like, superhero fatigue takes the pause, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to get your opinions on this, Tyler. Tell me if I'm, if I'm just fucking out of my brain hole. But, like, the pause happens, and now November is this possible date where if things get back to what we say as a semblance of normal, in November we'll go to the theaters to see Black Widow. And at that point, people are going to be chomping at the fucking bit to be out and do anything. And that's going to be when people are like, a Marvel movie? Fuck yeah, I want to get lost in that. Boom. And I guarantee you that we will see a crazy increase, an even larger increase because of the delay of the release of Black Widow to the fault of no one but the worlds and, and having nothing to do with anything Marvel or Disney did, we're going to see now more people surge towards wanting to see it because now you have even more time to do marketing, even more time to get more people interested, involved, show more secret behind-the-scenes trailers and clips, do from-home interviews with the different cast and crew over Skype and shit like we're doing now, you know, and stuff like that. Like, this is a huge opportunity, and I think, I mean... Does it kind of hurt the overall schedule that everything gets the bump and pushed and now everything's kind of in flux? Yeah, but literally everything is in flux. We're probably not getting San Diego Comic-Con this year. Like, let's just be real. But uh, T.Y., what do you think about this whole slate being moved? And is it going to be good or is this is this really a bad thing? I think I think you hit the nail on the head with, with everything. Um, I think it, it's going to allow people to to be refreshed. And I think, you know, the one negative, and I think this could go either way, 50, 50, I think that it could truly spell the, the end and, and then the, the, the inevitable descent into not having movie theaters anymore. I think that with, with, um, social distancing and quarantining, I think that, you know, as much as it's bringing everyone together, um, and, and, and reinforcing uh, kind of the idea of community, I think it's also allowing people to to be a part and like be okay with the idea of being a part. Um, Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, depending on how the next couple movie releases are supposed to go, like as far as you rent it for 20 bucks and watch the premiere inside your home, you know, basically turning the movie theater or like the movie industry into pay-per-view events. You know, if that takes off and is really, really successful, I don't know if, um, you know, even if people have an incentive to get out of the house, that it'll really make a difference if that takes off the way that it should or the way that it could, um, but on the on the other hand, I totally agree that, you know, I love going to the movies. I love going to the cinema, as people say. Yes. Um, you know, just I the, am a fan of the cinema. I'm a fan of the cinema. But you know, I, I I'm really looking forward to this next phase of Marvel movies, and the same the same can be said with Star Wars too. If I need to wait two more years, three more years for this next phase to really take off. Um, I'm okay with that because it totally removes any discussion of superhero fatigue at all or Star Wars fatigue at all. Let's get some more um, some more original original ideas. Um, you know, there's a lot more works of art out there that we can adapt for the big screen besides Marvel and Star Wars. So let's uh, let's use some of that capital and maybe branch out a little bit. Yes, absolutely, and I think. You know, you hit the nail on the head, and it kind of just gave me this, like, visualization that maybe in some respects we are also to blame in all of this. And I don't mean for the coronavirus per se. 
I more mean at the breakneck pace that everything is now happening and shoved down our throats before mm-hmm. this virus and all the things went down. Because we as consumers have demanded, like, we want more. We want more. We love Marvel. Give us more Marvel. And We're willing to take more Marvel. It, the more Marvel you give us, the better. And we want it right now. And we want it right now. And, like, the same is to be said in the video game industry. That's why there are Assassin's Creed games pumped down every year. Fucking Madden's every year or whatever the shit it is, you know, and things of that nature. So, like, all in all... This allows everyone to go, listen, industry is going to be way better when we all slow the fuck down and bring out products that are not only worthwhile, but are good. It's going to allow games to be really polished once we slow down things. It's going to allow for all sorts of amazingness to happen as we are filtering our way through all of the madness here. You know, uh, luckily, uh, I think that industry needed this pause like every industry needed this pause i think it does hurt your like indie wrestlers and your bands that tour the globe and try to make a name for themselves every night on a different stage or whatever those industries are going to be really suffering from this but i i you know to get back to kind of the original thought that i was even trying to get out there man the thing i wanted to say is there is no different experience there is no better bigger experience in my heart in the world than going to the cinema, to going to a theater, to sitting down, and to not just watching a movie in your home. Sure, that's fun. Sure, you can black the curtains out. Sure, you can blare your fucking stereo system as loud as it'll go, but it's not going to replicate that smell, the olfactory senses that hit you from sitting in the seats and just being next to people you probably don't know and getting annoyed with the guy that's fucking keeps elbowing you in the middle of the fucking second act, and you're like, God damn it, Charlie, I'm going to punch you in the balls. You know? Like... Well, and I think, too, there, like, there's a lot to be said about, you know, that sense of community that we keep talking about. That's being drug into the digital realm as well. You know, I have seen more people streaming on Twitch, streaming on Facebook, streaming on YouTube, acknowledging each other, trying to give uh, smaller channels, smaller creators uh, uh, more exposure. You know, Blaine experienced it the other night. He was a part of a stream uh, about fucking beard care products, and they're like, hey, let's highlight this guy's channel for a little bit. He's talking about beard care stuff. And I've seen, I follow, you know, I'm one of those people that follows uh, cover artists on YouTube. I've seen a lot of artists supporting each other, um, you know, doing cross-promotion and content. And I think that those indie wrestlers, those indie bands, the the small-time creators that you were referencing earlier, I think that, they're going to come out of this just fine. And, you know, they might come out of this in the end better than they did beforehand because now people like us are like, look, I'm not shopping. I'm not, I'm not buying lunch from McDonald's today. I'm going to go to the mom and pop grocery store and I'm going to cook fucking dinner at my house. Like, uh, do I want to watch die hard for the 700th time? Absolutely. Cause I love die hard. But let me jump on Twitch real quick. Let me see what's going on. What do we got going on YouTube? Can I educate myself? Can I uh, try and change that sync out that I was going to pay the contractor to do? Like this, as, as as much as it's negative, I think there's so many positives out of this that we need to continue to focus on those, and we need to continue to be brave and be safe and be healthy. You know, I agree with you, and I want to go back to one thing you said because you again. I, this is why I love having conversations with you, dude, because we just open each other's like brain holes, and I'm just like, oh, man, I'm thinking now, and I'm really getting my, my juices flowing. Two thoughts. First thought, piggybacked off of your thought, you were saying how uh, artists might come out of this on the other side okay or better, right? And I think that the reason for that is inherently we were built for this. Like the, the do-it-yourself struggle of not having someone pulling you up the whole time is kind of how the artist works. So this is no different. It's just it's about figuring out like, okay, now we have to do it confined. We can't be on the road and do X. We have to think about how to get content to people or do things that are totally different and create. You know, you said it. It's opening up people's creativity. And Mm -hmm. I also want to say, talking about the smaller guy getting a bigger chance now, and I think that's because in a lot of ways, this moment in time is taking away one word that's very important celebrity 
I think that celebrities have now just become people because they're not doing shit. They're also stuck in their fucking houses, not able to do shit. So if you look at the big picture, man, everybody has a chance to be a creator now. Everybody could do something that goes genuinely viral. It's like, you know, what's a good time to post a video? Any fucking time. Almost everyone's home. Like right. If they're being smart about it, you know. There are some people that are still really, really stupid in this social distancing thing. But thin in the herd. We'll figure it out. <clears throat> Just hopefully they don't thin the wrong parts of the herd. That's my my only concern. But um, yeah, man, this is uh, the whole this whole thing has just been absolutely crazy, and uh, my brain just fries with thoughts because I I started a new podcast for the network, and like I've uh, all these ideas coming to me. We've been pumping out covers for Sarah, who's been doing sheet music. Uh, things and, and things like that and sarah's been doing piano videos every day and stuff so it's like trying to just be as creative as you can at all times with this time because if you sit there and you just get drowned out by your thoughts of like oh we're in a dark time and this shit's bad you're gonna feel bad <laughs> like it's just gonna eat you alive and and, uh, and not end out doing so well i don't think love it yeah, ye. Black and love it. Ye. ye. You know, we, uh, we're doing something different this year, T.Y. There's something that's not happening on the Journey into Comics Network, and I think right when I was about to pull the trigger to do this thing, this whole shit broke out, and it was like, well, I guess I'm glad I didn't suggest that because it probably wouldn't have fa- taken shape anyways. Right. No, f- no Fool's Week this year. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it. You can't get people. I'm, I can't. Tell everybody to try to figure out how to get together and record when it's really hard to all do it over the internet all the time. Some of us are good at it, but not everybody. Well, and and the, there's always the um, you know the inevitable potential for technical difficulties. You know, you and I have had our fair share even today. Um, you know, on a quiet Sunday afternoon when not a whole lot's going on. Um, it's just it's tough and. You know, I was thinking about asking you, you know, leading up to the the first week of April if we were doing Fool's Week, but with all the craziness, is it really necessary? No. I think, um, you know, this is a good time for everyone to just double down and focus on their own content, um, you know, and and, and, and not add another level of stress. You know, not saying that Fool's Week is bad or any or by any means, but, you know, it's, it's another thing to try and coordinate and plan and work out and... And uh, it can be stressful for sure. So, absolutely, it's just uh, you know everything is taking a pause this year, bro. We're just taking a big fat pause. My ball hearts are taking a pause. My heart balls or <laughs> whatever we said are taking a pause. Well, one thing for sure that's not taking a pause is look at my beard. I'm gonna look like fucking Grizzly Adams by the time this quarantine's over because I cannot get to my barber and I cannot trim this beard on my own. I think your beard looks fantabulistic. I have a legitimate walrus mustache. It's all right, though. It's it inside nice. my mouth right now. Oh, I'm sorry that that's happening. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, I I would just scissor that shit. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, holy cow, bro. That's lots of hair. He's got that thing. Yes. Interesting. I am, for it, all of you people who obviously can't see what I'm doing, is I'm twirling my mustache <laughs> right now like a dastardly villain from an old-timey spaghetti western. Or uh, Dr. Robotnik from Sonic and the Hedgehog. Yes. And I know the movie's not called Sonic and the Hedgehogs. I just yeah, wanted where's to this, like where are that. these other hedgehogs coming from, Nate? I'm really confused. They're in the movie. Look for them. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. Dude, come on. Watch that shit. Okay. Well, let me go to the theater tomorrow and do that. You can watch it at home. What? Yeah. Oh, shit, son. I'm pretty sure. I know. I'm pretty sure you can watch it at home. I'm pretty sure. Don't yell at me. All right, we got real quiet there, and I don't know. I'm here. I, don't worry. Just making sure you didn't have a stroke, because um, I obviously can't. The, I can't respond. The podmaster pod had just sent me a message. Okay. And uh, it threw me totally off sync. 
So, shout out uh, Brandon Stone, the Podmaster. Podmasting it up. Mm. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe don't say that one again. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna refrain. <laughs> please, from ever do for the love of God. Me no do. Please, please refrain. Refrain. Do know that again. No. Uh, <clears throat> I got a barking Ooh, barking dog. Frank is mad. That's Tucker. Oh, Tucker's mm-hmm. mad. He is. He wants a blanket or something. Stop. He's like, shit, dog. Get me the hell out of here. I think that it's interesting. I know we're we're like it's inevitable. You have to talk about the world because we're fucking in coronavirus. Like, I'm sorry, I can't not talk about it. Like that, just the world we're living in or whatever. But like, I think that pets are the most affected by all this shit because they're like, why are my humans? just here all the fucking time right like i can't i can't while out because they're always here i'm trying to like rub my butthole on the carpet and i can't do that because <laughs> nate's in the kitchen cooking spaghetti at 4 30 in the morning first of all first of all why are you making spaghetti at 4 30 in the morning are you are you like stew pickles like stew why are you making pudding at 4 pudding at 4 30 in the morning i've lost control of my life mm. Oh, <laughs> man, the Rugrats, what a jazzin' show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be like Stu Pickles. I'll take that compliment, okay? What else is wrong Fuck with that yeah. statement, though? There was a lot. There was a lot to unpack with what I just said, by the way. Yeah. Like, why is Wiling out for the cat rubbing its bowl on the carpet? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that sounded like a good thesis to me. It's not like... Climbing the walls, fucking doing something crazy like that. Nope. I'm I'm not gonna ju- I'm not gonna judge you, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't judge me either. Please don't judge me. <laughs> uh, uh I was I was trying to look up some Marvel news or something that has recently dropped. It's like I said, man, everything is on pause. It's so strange. Uh really we should uh maybe start getting into actually reading just some comics, some good old fashioned comic book reading here in this brave new world and i'll tell you what ty i just realized something as we're 41 minutes into this here podcast do you know what's 10 weeks away no episode 300 my dude oh yeah it we're we're, we're 290 duh that's crazy right hopefully we can celebrate 10 weeks from now yes a big ass barbecue mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I'm not wearing pants. Maybe we'll have a st- not wearing. Maybe pants. we'll have a stakeout. Um, I don't know if that's an innuendo for for the fact that I'm not going to be wearing pants, but but that's <laughs> but that's uh yes. You know, as long as I'm up in a tree somewhere with a rope tied around my waist, like that's all that matters. And um, I got I, I call dibs on the the uh slingshot. You're sling shooting. I'm doing the sling shoot. How are you gonna? Te- but you're gonna tetanize yourself. No, you you can have the the ball with the rusty nails in it. <laughs> you're giving me the rusty ball nail, yes. but you're just gonna take the sling. I'll shoot. just take okay, the sling the rocks. sling shoot. You're gonna rock people in the brain meads. Yep. Some people officially are just like, where the fuck did they just go? And we are feeling hey. out the window. Watch workaholics, folks. You'll know what we're talking about. Totally. How's that going, by the way? How far are you guys in? Have you been still watching? No, we, we've we've taken a slight break just because uh, Ruby's had so much stuff that she's wanted to watch. And like normally in the evenings, I hang out in my living room. Skylar and Ruby hang out in their living room to give me time to uh, decompress and, and, and detach and separate myself from reality. Um, Totes. But I've been hanging out with them a lot more uh, the last couple weeks, so... We've been watching a lot more kid shows. And, you know, the saga that is the fucking Tiger King. Like, we of course had to watch that. What? Like Oh yeah. Like like Skylar, like I was sitting on the couch and like we would hit pause at like, you know, like um you know, unique or memorable moments or like the end of an episode. You know, I would roll over on the couch and I would look at her and the only thing I could say is what in fucking tarnation is going on here? Because it gets and what's going to come next? Yes, like it, this can't get any fucking weirder, and of course it does. Yes, it can. It absolutely can. Uh, I do still think they needed to put a disclaimer on episode four, just fighters. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Well, Yikes. and, Oof, you know, man. they're talking about doing a season two. Uh, Do it. Bring it on. I yes, need to see they, Jeff Lowe go down. Well, Fuck Carol fucking Baskins. Well, they want, they want, uh, or Netflix wants to do a season two because apparently there's a lot more of the story to tell. So, I mean, what more of the story can you tell? Bro, there's got to be some juicy business happening for sure. Well, like, like there's got to be some crazy double dealings. Like, like for example, uh, you know the the um, the the murder case of Carol Baskin's ex husband has been reopened in Florida. It's not no cold case no more. It's active open. Yeah, so, I saw that. I saw that he's getting like up to sixty tips a day or some shit to try to find this dude. Mm-hmm. Carol Baskin's former husband, who just surprisingly went missing. He just he just disappeared, man. She fed him to those tigers, bro. There's Fucking no way. Sardo- sardine oil, bro. Sardine oil? Mm-hmm. Put it on him, and then they get hungry for him, and they just go chow town? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean that's that's brutal. that's what that's what she says in in the documentary. At one point, she's like, "You wouldn't you wouldn't spray cologne all over yourself because that would just make the tigers drool. If you really wanted them to eat something, you would cover them in like sardine oil or something, something that they want to eat." And she went, "I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch this." Yeah, I don't remember I'm coming for you, Joe Exotic. Actually, don't say that. That sounds bad. It was the episode. Uh, it was the episode where the tiger fucking grabs him and then drags him, and he's hitting it in the head and shit. You know. And no one's trying to save his life. Everyone's just mm-hmm. like, "Oh, he's gonna get eaten by a fucking tiger in, li- yeah. in real life in front of us." Well, I mean, the the fucking trans girl uh, got her arm straight fucking ripped off by a tiger, and just like, "Yeah, I'll go back to work. No big deal." You want to put that thing back on? Nah, no big, no I don't big think deal. I will. <laughs> it's like, way to be all Captain America up in this motherfucker. Yeah. I don't need my arm. Before you guys hear it on the news, someone was bit by a tiger. I'll give y'all a refund. Or a discount. Rain check. Or discount. Rain check. Man, that shit was hilarious. He puts the EMT code on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Goddamn comedy gold. Just like. Just dripping. You can't make it up, man. And the just thing fucking is, that dripping. because those people let those camera crews in. Oh. But because they let those camera crews in, man, like all those stories are spilling out. And that's why they're saying they need to do a season two and all this. Because they have, if they're talking about needing it, it's because they already have it ready on block. They already editing that shit now and like what's the story what's the narrative who's gonna go to jail now right you know they just got doc antle he got got yeah i heard that yeah and uh yeah it's crazy i uh i don't know man i don't i don't uh it's really strange to me because if you watch the thing there's a really interesting part where they show the trail map where they went in the u.s to do the showings Mm mm-hmm one of them was where a place where I definitely went to one of their things. Village Mall, Danville, Illinois. It's like 20 minutes from where I grew up. Yeah. And it was on that map, and I was just like, oh, I bet I saw their tigers before. Holy shit. That guy would have fit right in with Danville. He would have just looked like a part of Danville. I would have just thought, this guy's from somewhere down the street. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but... No, man, uh, I will say that Ollie and I are going to try to watch through all the MCU movies during all this craziness. That'll be fun. Just one by one, and I'm going to hopefully get him reacting to them. I already made one video are you of gonna him st- doing that. Are you going to start with Captain America and go chronologically? Well, I don't know what version will, re- will how we'll actually be releasing them, because I don't want to, like, spoiler alert, behind-the-scenes shit, but whatever, this is JIC, we'll talk about whatever, but, like, I want to backlog several of the episodes before we even put one out, so that if it becomes, like, a success, there's less pressure for us to have to do a second episode. It'll already be in the bag, a third episode hopefully already in the bag. Then we can slowly release them week by week as we're getting the other episodes already put under, because it took me a good, like... Seven and a half, eight hours to edit all that together. It was it was pretty uh, laborious uh, effort for a twenty minute video. Mm-hmm. 
So, but I think it turned out good. I need to send it to you so you can like actually get, uh, give me some some non me feedback is what I need. Yeah, <laughs> send it my way. I'm gonna. You're gonna be my test monkey. My test grizzly. I'm a tiger. Oh my! This dude is. If you guys aren't watching because we can't, we don't have video right now. But like, this guy's got muscles from Brussels, bro. It's scary. He's just like. <laughs> Itching his head, and he's like flexing on me, bro. But he's not even trying. He's just like flexing on me. Intense. I'm a I'm a fucking big man. That's not really a big man, but I'm a big man. If you could give yourself any super uh, characters, like through comics, um, that you most identify with as a larger scaled individual with the muscles from Brussels, who would you uh, who would you uh, identify most with? Would you say the Hulk all day? Cause I'm just mad. I'm fucking mad all the time, man. Like it's it's why I like the Hulk and like nice. the like, Hulk. Uh, Wolverine. I like, well, actually, you, you know go. what? I'd, I'd probably do uh, Wolverine. I'd probably do fucking Logan instead of the Hulk, just because like he can be normal and he doesn't have to just fucking destroy everything. But like, sure, sure. I don't know. But when Hulk wants smash, Hulk smash. Hulk smash. You know, big raging fire. Um. God, now I want to watch fucking Logan. Ragnarok. I want to watch. Did you say Logan? I did. That was totally left field. We're talking about Hulk. He was well, like, "Fuck, I want to watch Logan." You, you must not have heard me because I was like, "Man, I'd probably be Wolverine instead of Hulk." Um, oh, I, I did miss that part. I yeah. think we had a little glitch, Dorino Mino. So yep. yeah, now I feel like a dumbass. But now yeah. I want to watch Logan. Uh, I alternately could kind of see you maybe as Juggernaut in some regards. Yeah, it, like a smart version of Juggernaut. Thank you. Because Juggernaut's pretty it, like, pretty dumb most of the time. Because he runs into everything with his head. There are sirens going crazy. Can you hear that? Yep. That's got to be fucking annoying on your end. I'm super sorry. I cannot control those not, sirens. Not really. I can, only, I, I can barely hear them. Wonder what drama is partaking the world right now. Are you petting a dog? I am petting a dog. Nice. What did you think I was doing? Jacking it? I mean, maybe. That could be a thing, right? Live on the podcast. Like, uh, Tyler's just uh, cranking one out here live on the show. I'm not going to judge. It's quarantine. So, I mean, you're like, come here, dumbass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big old honking dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, it is a dog. He's not. He's not really into what you're doing because Tucker's like, fuck you. Why are you touching me? <laughs> look at him. Look at how pissed he is. He's so mad, man. He's like, seriously, if you don't <laughs> let me go, I'm going to just rip out of here with my dog head. He just slowly backed away. And now he's gone. He is like ninja. Ninja dog. Dog ninja. Listen, here's my thing, man. I want... I'm just going to be real for a second. I'm going to have Tyler tell me the next episode what we should read. And uh, that way you're in control of how much and or what we read. You don't have to tell me right now. I'm just letting the listener know that by the next time we do an episode, we're probably going to have at least one book to review of some sorts. Um, that way we can cover some actual comic-y shit because, like I said, the world of the entertainment side of this is all dead uh, we really have a lot of backlog of history of comics. We could read anything we want. Mm -hmm. So wherever you really want to start, man, I am totally into it. I think, you know, I'm really glad that you brought that up, kind of as we as we wind the show down. I think a good a good place to start would be let's pick out some some books or some stories that are maybe like individual or like three issue, like very very short short stories. And then get a couple of them out, and then pick a bigger one out. Um, but like you said, sure, there, there's, I like there's such a backlog. Go ahead. Oh no, we just got the yeah the 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 stupid internet frozy mm -hmm. up on us. So damn it, we're doing our best, man. <laughs> <Trying> but <to laughs> <earnest. clears throat> but yeah, there there's such a backlog. We could basically pick anything that we want and. Um, we're going to do that in some fashion. 
I kind of think we should, I mean, like, I know there's a lot to choose from, and I'm just throwing darts at a dartboard here, but I think we maybe should try to read the first two issues of the um, now still unfinished, and who knows when they will release the last two issues of the J.J. Abrams Spider-Man story. Ooh, that, that's, a, um, that's a good one. Yeah, that or um, do one of the Carnage arcs, you know? Something like that, because those are usually three to five books, something smaller. You know, I keep hitting my fucking computer. I'm so sorry. You're like, why is it so shaky? God damn it, Nate. Uh. I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm cooped up in my house, man. I've got to jump around. Jump around. <laughs> jump. Jump up and get down. Please stop. That's how I feel right now. I know. I'm sorry. I can't. Just It's what happens. It's what happens when you're losing your mind in the fucking quarantine apocalypse. So. I have 300 questions of homework to do when we get done with this. My man, that's a lot. Yep, and I did uh, five lessons yesterday. See, this is why I'm not an electrician, because my mind went, fuck, 300 questions, a J per 100 questions, awesome. <laughs> but I would probably fail that test <laughs> pretty fucking bad. I don't know. You know what's interesting? True story, real life story. I actually, when my dad was training to become an electrician for the job he has now, which was Many, 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 many moons ago, I was like 14 or some shit like that when he was training to get this job. I had to quiz him through a lot of the electricity shit and like help him to remember it and stuff. So some of that's still in my head, but I wouldn't trust myself electricity because I'd probably knock the shit out of myself. All I know is if you're going to work on it, turn that line off. Well, Don't be a dumbass. The job portion of it's like the actual application's not bad. It's all the electrical engineering shit that's hard. And that's yeah. that's specifically what I'm doing right now. So that part sucks. You're like, my brain is fucking fried, man. I'm not that good at math, man. I didn't sign up to do all this math. I don't like math, man. I don't math, bro. I, I just don't math. I feel you. I vibe that. I had to math for a job once. It was hard. Doing the casino, mathing for jobs. Mm-hmm. Mathing for jobs. That's an episode title. I, don't I like know about that. Heart, heart balls or mathin for jobs. It could be methin. Heart- it could be methin for jobs too. <laughs> I'm not methin for no jobs. Oh Joe Exotic God. was. Oh yes, he was. Him and his husbands. You mean slaves? You like you like meth? Yeah. You like penis? No. I'll give you some meth if You're- you like penis. Deal. Looks like I'm liking that penis. <laughs> Oh, that's gross. I'll, uh, I, that's not a button. Don't turn that into a button. I don't want anybody to turn me into saying, I'm lying. Yeah, no, don't do it. I'm not even going to say it again to risk the fact that I don't want somebody to edit me into saying that. Let's shut her down, Nate. Yeah, I think we're going crazy here, bro. This is um, it's a weird time in the world of comic books, man. I, I'm, yeah. I'm really mourning the lack of normality that we usually have from all of this because there is so much uncertainty. I will say I saw an interesting thing. Funko stocks are the lowest they've ever been. They are tanking in all of this right now. Really? No good. No good. Uh, Sell, sell, sell. That's what I'd say. Sell, sell, sell. Um, But it's already too late because they peaked way out. I think they peaked at like... Forty some dollars a stock, and they're down to like three twenty-five. But now would be the time to buy. Bye, 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 bye. Yeah, bye, 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 and then hope they rebound, which they will, maybe not. I know AMC. AMC said they will not survive this. That their company is probably screwed from all this. Really? Yeah, because they. I mean, they were. You got to think, man. The only thing really keeping them in business is concessions, and even that is a game of who's not bringing their own shit in because $17 for a box of fucking snacks, you know? Right. But, like, realistically, the mo- the money the, the money that the movies are making are going back to the studios, so they aren't making anything. They're just making these really large-scale things, and now no one's filling those buildings to make the money to buy the popcorn to do anything, and they're just sitting there churning and churning and churning, so... You know, I read, I read it, I read an article, and uh, I, I fear for the future of our movie theaters, my friend. But uh, I think we'll leave it on that note. I, I, I guess. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to Journey into Comics. As always, check out the network at journeyintocomics.com. Get us on Apple Music, Podbean, Spotify, Castbox, TuneIn, many others. Just search Journey into Comics Network. 
TY, thank you so much for joining in today. Uh, Wolverines. Hope you guys stay. Yeah, I hope you guys stay safe and healthy in all of this madness, my friend. Thank you. Uh, I, I think that's going to do it for Journey into Comics 290. Heart, balls, and... Math. Mm, I don't remember. Mathin' for jobs. That's it. <laughs> Mathin' for jobs. The Durger Jerbs! I've been... I've been Nate. I've been Tyler. And as always, Purple Curse Burke and Fern Burns is Later.